Everybody has a childhood dream. Whether it's becoming a chef, an astronaut, footy player, zookeeper, doctor, mathematician or author, these dreams are precious. They allow us to think without any limitations of practicality or plausibility. And these dreams often don't work out. People change and I suppose so do their dreams. But whether pursued or not, childhood dreams hold a special place in our hearts. In the last episode of The Best Bagels in Town, the Greenbergs were given notice that their bagel shop is being bulldozed to build a high-rise shopping mall. Shmuley's dream of owning the bagel shop one day has come tumbling down and upon hearing the news, he's crushed to say the least. Wipe the tears from my eyes and I sigh a little Through all the heartache and lies I cry a little Don't wanna ask why, don't wanna ask how For now, oh for now Wish that I could succeed when I try a little I could beg, I could plead, but won't help a little Now the show is done, time to take my bow For now Work as hard as I can in achieving something Wasn't part of my plan to end up with nothing Guess this is goodbye to the best bagel Dreams often don't work out the way we plan. As we become adults, we create our own identity, we change. Inevitably, everything that seems simple and clear as a child becomes more complicated as we grow and, and understand things more. This leads me to introducing my first guest for the episode, Gemma Kaplan. Hey Gemma, how are you going? I'm good, how are you? Good, thank you so much for chatting to me. That's my pleasure, I feel important. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad that I could facilitate <laughs> I wanted to ask you kind of what your big childhood dream was um, when you were growing up or, or childhood dreams. Wow. Uh, my childhood dream was very cliched. I just wanted to be a star on Broadway. I didn't really realise that I had any talent or could do anything creative, I don't think, until probably I was about 11 or 12. But uh, yeah, from then onwards, and when I saw my first musical, I think I realised, oh, this is this is what I would like to do. I could see a path to becoming uh, a professional in the field, and my parents were really supportive. I guess for you, then, when it became more attainable, and you and you started obviously working professionally, you know, basically living out the the dreams that you had um, as a child. And was there ever a point where? you kind of felt challenged or, or your childhood dreams were challenged? Yeah, I did definitely have challenges that were out of my control and that sort of became, I guess, this sounds so depressing, but it was in a sense the beginning of the end for me in terms of realising, you know, this is how far I can go and uh, the if I push it any further it's going to affect my lifestyle and the things that are really important to me and that was sort of when I I was lucky enough to be able to move to New York and get a visa and everything was sort of going in my favour and then when I was living in New York 
I was uh, offered the role of Maria in West Side Story in this Broadway uh, revival that they were doing. It was just this incredible opportunity that was, you know, I'd worked so, so hard for and then as soon as it was offered to me within an hour, it was taken away because they realised was only on an O1 visa. That meant I couldn't get a green card, which meant I couldn't get an equity card. So it was basically all the logistics that prevented me from, you know, doing what was basically my ultimate childhood dream, which was not only performing on Broadway, it was performing lead and in my favourite show. Uh, So that was really crushing. But at the same time, when all that happened, uh, I had to come back to Australia and my life took a very big turn in a positive way in terms of meeting my husband. So I think, you know, while while my dream was crushed in that respect, uh, something really positive came out of it that mightn't have happened uh, if I'd taken that role and started to build a life in the city. You know, if you could speak to yourself as a, a child having all these big dreams, it's hard to comprehend the idea that things are more complicated. What were the biggest factors that growing up you kind of went, look, this this picture-perfect childhood dream I had is, is not actually really what, what I want? In my case, it was the lifestyle didn't suit me. The partying and the networking and uh, always having to sort of be on and uh, the self-promotion um, and, yeah, there were so many things that just weren't adding up to the life that ultimately I went, what's really going to make me happy and how can I balance this? And that for me has been the hardest thing. It's finding how can I still be performing making music, being creative and doing what I really love and having a family and raising them. If you'd asked me, you know, 15 years ago, would I be saying this? Definitely no would be the answer. But it's amazing what time does to you and age and circumstance. When um, things change dramatically, circumstances change dramatically, it changes you profoundly without you even realising it happens very slowly and all of a sudden you're questioning all the things that you have and all the things that you want in a very real way. And finding that sort of contentment in simplicity has been something that's been really wonderful for me personally. You know, I've managed to build a very successful interior design business which I never imagined would be a path that I'd follow and yet when I when I look back at what I really enjoyed as a performer and it's just this very weird thing where I'm like, oh, I always was obsessed with set design. I was always obsessed with how things looked and making it all pretty and then all the influence from the theatre has had a massive impact on me. So, yeah, that was, it's very interesting to look back on that actually. All right, I'll I'll speak to you soon. I'll let you go. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Gemma's journey is an example of how everyone has to follow in their own path and that no two journeys are the same. After my dream of becoming a composer had run its course, I turned my attention to becoming a performer. I attended acting and singing lessons weekly and dreamt of becoming a big Broadway star. I also attended some dance lessons, but I prefer not to relive those memories, so... 
I auditioned for every show and said yes to any that would cast me. And I said yes to all kinds of shows. I dressed up in a blonde wig and spoke with a lisp for a play, featured in a musical where I took my pants off, played an angry Catholic student, a priest, and a student caught selling drugs to an undercover cop. And when I was cast in a professional show, I was ecstatic. But what I didn't realise was that achieving your dreams is not as simple as I had thought. As a child, you see your dreams as these perfect scenes in your head. As a kid dreaming of becoming an actor, I hadn't thought about the long hours, the travelling and the energy required to perform eight shows a week. So is achieving your dreams really all it's cracked up to be? This leads me to introducing my next guest, Alejandro Vega. Besides being my first ever music teacher and a big inspiration to me growing up, Alejandro is a world-class drummer and percussionist. He's achieved success as a musician touring the world with stars, playing for hit TV shows, and has even spent time in the orchestra pit for some of the biggest musicals. All right. Hey, Alejandro, how are you going? I'm all right, man. How are you? Good, good. Thank you so much for, for chatting to me today. Um, obviously, you, know, you grew up in, in Chile, and I want to ask kind of what, growing up, what were your childhood dreams back then, and what was that kind of moment where you went, um, I want to be a musician and, and I can see this being, you know, maybe the rest of my life? Wow, that's a beautiful loaded question. Look, initially my dream, believe it or not, when I was a kid, I actually I wanted to be a garbage collector. <laughs> so, <laughs> most kids wanted to be a fireman or a doctor or something, but I wanted to be a garbage collector because to me it was being free. I, I, I used to see the, the guys um, in the back of the truck and most of them, they were actually uni students, so they were oh, well educated. Wow. Um, and so that was that was the beginning of my dreams. Eventually, <laughs> I, I never I never actually got it. It never actually happened, but no. <laughs> that's what I wanted to do. Then, um, well, I wanted to be a tennis player. Wow! Um, so I actually played tennis since I was probably eight till oh, no way. till fourteen until I met the drums, and and then that was it. I met the drums and I fell in love with the drums. So I, I had to make a choice, and the choice was the drums. I always remember when you were teaching me music that there was always, you know, a, a strong work ethic. But I guess like that, that has to come from a kind of deep part of you that is really passionate about what you're doing. That that's so passionate about what you're doing that you're going to work hard. So I want to kind of go back and say, like, what was the kind of dream you were working for? I did. I have clarity yet what I wanted to be, like what part of what part of the music I wanted to to be part of. When I, when I, do I want to be more of a jazz player, more of a funk player? Do I want to play in a pop band? I didn't really know. I remember things like, for example, I when I was called to do a recording with Olivia Newton-John, and I recorded the album with her. I was driving home and I called my mother and I told my mom, "Mom, guess who I just recorded with." And when I finished telling her the story and, I'm, and I recorded this song and this song, and my mom says, and did you actually have lunch? <laughs> so so to, her, to her, the most important thing, which was actually so true. Yeah, yeah I don't care about Olivia Newton-John. I don't care about any of that. Are you actually looking after yourself? <laughs> right. right. And, and it made me go back to the, the, the important things, the grounding of what, what, what matters in life and, and my mom being my mom. You obviously, when you were younger, you had kind of a maybe a clearer image in your head of what success would look like, um, or what kind of reaching your goals would look like. And then when you did reach it, were there any aspects that maybe you would 
disappointed by or let you down or kind of that didn't really fit in with that picture, kind of perfect picture of, of what your dreams would look like when you reach them? Um, yes. For example, I mean, the fact, for example, just a sound check, a sound check that could go forever. And by the time you end up, you start playing the gig, people have no idea of these things, but for, you start playing the gig and you're exhausted. And you've been at that venue. You've been at that venue for hours and hours and hours. Um, it's work, and it really is work. So I, I, I sometimes have to remind myself that I really love what I'm doing because it's not something necessarily that is there all the time. This is my final question, but I just want to ask you: Do you remember anything about the best bagels in town? That musical. And I don't know, do you remember anything from that time or kind of what the hell I was thinking? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I remember that you were very, very involved in, in, in everything that was connected to musicals. You played me recordings that you've done of it and, and it was great. It was awesome. And I thought, well, this should go somewhere. Thank you so much for chatting to me. I'll, I'll let you go. Thanks so much. Excellent, man. Speak to you later. Bye. I think that as a kid I wished I could always get everything I wanted the way I wanted it. I wanted the picture-perfect dreams in my head to come true, but maybe childhood dreams aren't about achievement or success. Maybe they serve a different purpose. And Shmuley's dream of running his own bagel shop? It's not over yet. Next time on the last episode of The Best Bagels in Town. Shmuley, I'm so sorry I had no idea. Forget it. It's too late anyway. I might as well finish top of my class, go to law school, marry a Jewish girl my parents approve of, get a nice apartment uptown, and buy a dog. That's awfully specific. Yeah, tell that to my grandparents. Look, I know this sounds far-fetched. I think I know a way for you to save the store. Look, it's sweet of you to think of me But it's impossible to save the restaurant, you see Shmooley, I think I may just have a plan To put you back where you first began I don't know what I would do without you I know what we should do What do you think that we should do? There was one thing the evictor said before Just when he barged in right through the door A way to make your bagel shop stay alive A way to make your business start to thrive To keep this little bagel shop safe and sound You have got to make the best bagels in town The Best Bagels in Town is supported by the Victorian Government through Creative Victoria. It's written and produced by me, Jake Feely, in collaboration with my 15-year-old self.